You're listening to Baines Plus One with me, Samantha Baines, the show where each week I have one notable guest and delve into their lives like an editor delving into the rushes of a film. Don't forget, you can vote for our podcast in the British Podcast Awards. Just search Baines Plus One in the listener's favourite and you can vote until the end of April 2017. If you would like to vote for us, it would be very nice. You can also subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review on iTunes. That would be much appreciated as well. This week, I had brilliant comedian Eleanor Conway. We chatted hardcore porn. Yep, you heard me right. Hardcore porn, uh, comedy and touring her latest show. Enjoy. It's time for Baines Plus One with Samantha Baines on Hoxton Radio. It's Baines Plus One with me, Samantha Baines, and my special guest, Eleanor Conway. Hello! Thanks for coming in. Oh, mate, thanks for having me. Your hair is like proper mermaid-like. Yeah. We're going to have to take a photo of it. It's amazing. Yeah, thank you, man. <laughs> I did, I, did uh, I bought one of those, um, I bought one of those, uh, like those curling ones, and I was like, I'm going to go oh. for proper mermaid vibes today for Sam. Thank you. I love it. First <laughs> things first, let's do a <laughs> selfie. Um, <laughs> Eleanor Conway, comedian yeah. extraordinaire. What have you been up to? Well, uh, what have I been up to? I've been doing loads of press for my tour. Because uh, yeah, you're on tour. This is cool. It's really cool. It's genuinely, I can't believe it. I'm on tour with my debut show, Walk of Shame. Because it's kind of like, as a comedian, that's sort of what you aim for, isn't yeah. it? You do your show in Edinburgh and then yeah. you want to get a tour because it means that people think you'll sell tickets and yeah. people think you're funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, um, was that one of your aims before you went to Edinburgh? Yeah, I, I, I put so much in this show, like just personally, that when I got back from Edinburgh, I was just like, well, I, I'm, not, I'm not ready for this to die. I've put, you know, what, a year of development into this, you know? I, where does this go? And I, f- I felt like people needed to hear my message. Um, <laughs> so I basically put the tour together myself, you know, we were sort of approaching 30 dates nationwide. And um, wow. Yeah, it's pretty intense. It's, it's amazing. So I, I literally, I just literally got on the phone. I got on the phone. You'd appreciate this, Sam, because you're a real hard worker. I just got on the phone and contacted about four or 500 venues. And um, wow. yeah, it's pr- pretty brutal. I have a lot of respect for live bookers now. Uh, you know, it wasn't easy. And um, yeah, so, so you're doing like 30 dates across the UK. Yeah, it's approaching that. I think I'm just going to keep running it until nobody <laughs> sees it anymore. But like, I, genuinely, I'm surprised that people are actually buying tickets. Well, I'm not. It went down very well in Edinburgh, <laughs> didn't it? Yeah, it went all right. You had re- I remember seeing pictures of rooms of loads of people like cheering and stuff yeah. and giving you standing ovations. <laughs> so I'm not surprised the selling tickets. And um, what what is it like? Because this is your first talk. Because it's your first hour. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, that's right. What's it like taking kind of something? Because obviously we do gigs all over the country and stuff like that. But what's it like taking you know your hour that you've worked so hard on and kind of touring it and doing it outside of the place where you live? Um, I'm nervous actually. I'm not going to lie. I'm not. I'm quite nervous. Um, you know, I, I think the, the the bulk of the region it kind of starts this weekend. So I'm like doing like Newcastle Friday, two in Glasgow, two shows in Glasgow on Saturday, and then Stirling in Scotland on Sunday. So it's like I'm just. Yeah, I'm getting out there. I, I Hammering out Scotland. Yeah, ham- yeah, yeah, yeah. What's What's your favourite place that you're looking forward to touring? Um, Birmingham or Manchester, because like tickets are proper flying. So I'm like, oh god, it's going to be good. <gasps> Manchester's always great. I've yeah. got loads of friends in Manchester. I remember we did for Sunny D, which is Dame Baptiste's yeah. TV show. We did a big 
press release gig in Manchester. And I've never gigged in Manchester before, but they were glorious. Mm. They're a real comedy audience, I yeah. feel like, in Manchester. Have you have you gigged there lots before? Um, yeah, I've taken sort of previews and early versions of Walk of Shame up to the Women in Comedy Festival. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's gone down really well. It's gone, it's, yeah, it's gone down well. And I, I, I just, I don't know, it's just really, it's quite exciting because I'm like, I'm, I'm a bit sort of... Um, anal and I'll, every Monday I'm like looking at how many tickets and what's selling well and yeah. and it's just really interesting to see that you know you know you just you know do you get a bit obsessed I, I get overly obsessed because <laughs> if you don't if you're not in the comedy industry we we get a login to see our ticket sales so uh, it, it updates and it says what press are coming yeah. and what tickets have been sold and you know whether they're students or whatever and it can get a little bit sort yeah. of log in every few hours and see if it's changed <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> I've had to really stop myself because some promoters don't trust me with a login and yeah. so and so they've uh, and so they're like it's still at this number Ugh. stop asking me <laughs> yeah my agent actually took the login away from me oh really because oh, wow. it's like social media you get so addicted to it you're like oh see if see if there's any updates see what's well, it going is. on it is and you you know like you, you know you, you sell an extra two tickets and you're like mm, okay but then you sell like a group of eight and you're like oh my goodness and you imagine who they might be <laughs> like is it going to be a Hindu? <laughs> oh my god it might be a work party they might be really drunk it might be someone's birthday maybe they'll be lovely <laughs> yeah I mean it is like it is that sort of fantasy projection based uh, mentality that I usually reserve for Tinder but I've tried to steer it you Great. Know, move away from that it should be like a new goggle box mm. like filming comedians wouldn't that be boring as hell sales. Sam well no people thought that about goggle box and there look how successful that was look Scarlett Moff- Moffat has got a better career than both of us put she's, together she's winning at life <laughs> damnation right well while me and Eleanor discuss how we're going to make this a TV show yeah um, you'll have a couple of tunes keep it Hoxton Radio Baines plus one it's Baines Plus One on Hoxton Radio with me, Samantha Baines, and... Miss Eleanor Conway, that's me, folks. <laughs> do you want to say that again? <laughs> no. Um, uh, can we do the run-in first? Probably? Okay. Hang on. It's me, Samantha Baines, and... Me, Eleanor Conway, that's me, folks, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you, you'd done Second City Improv. I thought... I didn't warn you that you were going to do the intro of your own name. I know, but I'm that... Sorry. I mean, that was like... Um, that was like the jump. It was like we needed a bit of a run-up to get into it. Otherwise, <laughs> it just... The fragmented sort of amendment really wouldn't work. So. Well, it was like the jump the reality TV show where celebrities yeah. break things. Yeah, Mark Dolan was in it. Do you know Mark Dolan? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, I saw him the other day and he was like... I was like, how did it go? And he went, oh, I got booted out in the first week or two. <laughs> well, unless you're a big, big celeb, though, the first couple of weeks are hard because people just go with who they know. They don't get to know oh, mate, I've not watched it. I only watched... I tried to watch a clip try to watch one to see if I could see Mark and then I just was like oh it's just, just so annoying I think the tagline should just be where celebrities break things because that's what people are watching it for you're like oh who's going to be injured next I think you've got to be specific about the object not break things like oh here's Mark breaking a vase here's this girl breaking something oh, else p- yeah parts of their body yeah, okay. anatomy thank you I just need a bit of grammatical <laughs> yeah. clarification I, I want them to feel pain okay not just break something else okay okay it's got a bit statistic should we do the quick fire round yeah, to change I'm the excited. subject. I'm excited. Have you ever been in a quick fire situation previously, Anna Conway? Uh, not verbally, no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> physically? Um, possibly. I'm not really sure what it means, to be honest. I just thought quick fire. I just thought you sex, did a really. li- Yeah, I was going to say your face went a little bit sexual innuendo. I just came. <laughs> Great. Well, that that is pretty quick fire. But anyway, we're going to do the verbal version. Yeah, okay. Here we go. Uh, the Conway. <laughs> it's your quick fire round. Thank you. 
Or coffee, coffee, Facebook or Twitter, Facebook, comedy or TV, comedy, cats or dogs, dogs, acting or comedy, comedy, Justin Bieber or Kesha, Kesha, early bird or night owl, night owl, car or train, train, it's quick fire, 50 sorry, cent. I don't want to say the wrong one, <laughs> 50 cent or oasis, 50 cent, city or country, city, pen or pencil, pen, bingo or chess, bingo, Trump or May, Trump. Chocolate or crisps? Chocky. Adventurous or cautious? Adventurous. Half empty or half full? Half full. Books or movies? Books. TV or radio? TV. Ketchup, would you put it in the cupboard or the fridge? Cupboard. She passed! (laughs) If you'd have said fridge, you wouldn't have passed. Right. This is my absolute thing. I've got a light, I've got a confession. I accidentally put the bread that I bought yesterday in the fridge today. I'm sorry. Why? I don't know, I'm an idiot. I was too nervous about being on today. You could have put it in the freezer at least. I know, I know. The fridge. What does that do with bread? I've never tried that. It dries it out. It dries it out. Does it? I had a friend at school and and I once saw her eat a sandwich that had mould on. Oh, no. And I you didn't, didn't tell, tell her. her. No. Did she? No, presumably no, she I didn't just, know. I just watched her eat the mold. And it was just on the little yeah, end I could bit. See it. it was like, yeah, at the bottom of the sandwich as she was chomping through it. Oh my God, the tension as she was eating it. <laughs> you must have been like, she's getting, oh my God, she's oh, getting close to the mold. Fat, furry, furry mold. Was she a good friend? Yeah, she was a really good friend. Wow, I am going to be careful what I eat around I you. Know, well. <laughs> <laughs> a good friend you'd let them eat mould what would you do to an enemy I don't know it's too difficult to say why did you pick Trump over May because um, he's just more cartoony isn't he May's a bit boring Trump is always entertainment okay so for the entertainment value oh, rather yeah. than their politics I mean both of their policies I, d- I don't know enough about May's policies and um, I think we've heard too much about Trump's policies so <laughs> I've just gone for the cartoon element of- okay so if your life was like made into the Simpsons yeah then I'd definitely go for Trump yeah. okay ideal um Slightly longer with these questions. Any secret habits or talents? Oh, any secret habits? I talk to myself. Like, I will have a full-on conversation. Oh, I will wow. act out interviews that I'm going to have. Oh, yeah, we all do that. <laughs> Graham Norton. Um, well, Graham, it all started when I was on Hoxton Radio. Yeah. I'm so humble, and this is, about, this is as humble as I'm going to tell you I am. <laughs> do you have conversations with yourself about other things? Um, yeah, I'll have arguments. Yeah, I'll have arguments with myself. Out loud? Um, yeah, like, um, when I first got sober, right, I was quite angry. I'd, I'd have very singular emotions for at a time. Okay. So I'd get very angry at, at, at people and have a, I'd have imaginary conversations with myself and I'd wake up in the middle of the night, a full-on mid-argument with this person that I felt that had wronged me. Wow. Does that ever still happen? Or is no, it no, kind no, of no, no, it's it dissipated. Out? Okay. <laughs> now you just do it with people. Yeah. Uh, what makes you angry? Oh. Oh. Lack of humility makes me angry, actually. Oh, really? Is that yeah. why you practice your interviews? <laughs> yeah. So you don't make yourself angry? <laughs> yeah, just I like to come across really humble in my interviews. Okay, ideal. You're doing really well. Thank you. What's your biggest guilty pleasure? Um, guilty pleasure? Oh, muffins. Like, I just... Ooh. Yeah, like, I love muffins. Not muffin top. <laughs> yeah, the muffin food, top. The food. Well, no, like the top of a muffin. Like yeah. the sort of cupcake base of a muffin never really does it for me, but the sort of top, almost helmet of a muffin. Helmet. I like. On that. Baines plus one. 
are having a wonderful time here at Hoxton Radio with Eleanor Conway. Hi. We're having a proper chit-chat, aren't we? Yeah, we're having a real bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not. We're being very nice about everyone in the industry. <laughs> um, Eleanor Conway, it's time for your chat proper. All right, cool. About Thanks, career man. and stuff. Oh, God. So how did you get into comedy? Where did it all start for um, you? Well, I've been hovering around the sort of comedy scene for a while. I used to be a music journalist and then... Um, and then I realised uh, pop stars are boring, so uh, <laughs> great. And I didn't have the sort of attention span of a Joe Wiley type to remember people like, like sort of track names and why they were great and stuff. So um, I kind of left that. And it wasn't until I got sober about two and a half years ago that I just went, oh, I'm just, just going to face my fear and do it properly. And, and hence this show was born, Walk of Shame. So do you think? Because obviously you talk about alcohol and drugs and things in your show yeah do you think the music industry didn't help that well you know I ran away with my dealer after knowing him for a few months and moved 6,000 miles away uh to Asia wow (laughs) and then and then started working as a as a a music journalist um out there for like a couple of clubs and uh so I I feel like that had some part I mean, I've always been quite extreme. I've always been like a, oh God, I don't want to move to the country. I want to move 6,000 miles away, you know. Um, uh, Don't know, just to feel something, just to kind of feel exhilarated or feel really like, oh, something's happening. I don't know if it's good or not, but it's happening. Yeah. Um, So I think that sort of, that has always been part of my personality. And um, music, music journalism allowed that to happen. You know, it was just, it was almost like an enabler because... I'm not getting up to, you know, go to work in the city for nine o'clock in the morning. You're going out to events yeah. with drinks and yeah. people having a nice time. Yeah. And so when all of us feel that thing of like, oh, I'm just so frustrated with life, I want to chop all my hair off and move to Australia, yeah. you kind of did it. Yeah, absolutely. How, how was it? Did you enjoy Asia? Oh, I loved it. Yeah, it was, it was good, but it was dark. It was good, but it ended up being quite dark towards mm. the end of it, which I do talk about in the show. Um, yeah, it's almost like putting myself in a complete fish out of water um, situation and um, just really reveling in the extremity of it all, like the language difference, the culture difference, the, you know, how hot it is. And, you know, there's just, a, there's so many differences that you just kind of get off on it, but it's not until you let the dust settle on your back home, you kind of go, oh, that was a bit mental. And did it work out with your dealer? Uh, you'd have to come and see the show to find out. <laughs> very good, very good. So where was your first gig? Was it in the UK? Um, yeah, stand-up gig, yeah, it was. I, I did a comedy course. I did a comedy course about sort of six or seven years ago and then I, I did a handful of gigs and then I just went, oh, God, I'm, I can't handle this, I'm not very good at it, and just pretended that I was still a comedian by just putting on, promoting comedy nights and, and emceeing here and there. But just to sort of get up and tell jokes and be that vulnerable comedian on stage, is, um, you know, it was about two and a half... It was about two and a half years ago, but first stand-up gig was a comedy course, and I think it, and I think I ended up doing like the Lions Den or something afterwards. It was paid to play, right? Really, like we're going to herd forty newbie comedians that think they're funny <laughs> into a room and then fake laugh at you for three hours. It was pretty funny. Oh, laughing so that you're like, oh, God, ha, 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 please laugh at me when I get up on stage. <laughs> you're so I laugh funny. at you. It's like follow back on social media, <laughs> laugh back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so how did your first hour show come about? Um, so I got sober and I was just absolutely... Can I swear on this? 
No. No. Okay. Um, and I was <laughs> ideally not. Ideally no. Ah! Um, so I, I ended up getting sober, and I just sent myself a little task of doing a hundred gigs in. I think I said a hundred days. I didn't keep to it, but that sort of got me over the fear factor, and, and um, I started just chatting about Tinder and all that stuff. But mm. as I moved through early sobriety, I realised I had all these quite. Like, I just, I don't know, I just felt like I had to get it off my chest. And I felt like if I didn't tell the world, I was going to absolutely bust. And, um, and so just, you know, I just kept getting up on stage. And, you know, over time, this show sort of came through. And it, I mean, it was a bit of a mess, to be honest, you know, around this time last year. Um, and it's kind of over the course of the year, just from doing Edinburgh and the, like 30 odd previews that I've done and... Um, it's just kind of like smoothed out. I had a lot of data in there. I had a lot of data and trying to sort of simplify that into being an idea that had follow through lines and, and like a constant narrative took some time. And how do you go about writing then? Because you said you've you kind of previewed it a lot. You've done mm. lots of gigs and your show is very personal. Yeah. Do you kind of sit at home and go through events in your life and then try and make them funny? Or do you just try and chat about them on stage? What's your process? Well, I had, um, you know, I had sort of key touch points that um, like, for example, the key touch points in my recovery that I wanted to talk about. So I sort of open up with something a bit more accessible. So it's about my extremity around Tinder. And then, and then, then I kind of go into more, like into other areas that where I'm extreme. So you know, my drug and you know how I take drugs and drink. Um, and then I kind of talk about my sobriety and um, how I'm still quite crazy in sobriety, and um, you know, and I act out in sobriety in those extreme ways. So the th- the, the narrative is is very much my extremes and how they manifest themselves. And then I'm sort of tying in this sort of this story which I didn't think was that special. But when I told other people, everyone's like, that is absolutely crazy. Like, that is a crazy story. So I had to find a way to kind of put that in as mm. well and sort of link it. So I had those sort of touch points, like my extremity around Tinder, my extremity around drink and drugs, the extremities that I faced in sobriety and how I'm still extreme um, mm. in well, sober life. I want to talk more about this. Bains plus one. I'm here with the brilliant Eleanor Conway, comedian presenter. Hello. Hello, babes. Hello. Are you all right? That's fine. Um, She's here and we're talking about your show because it's very... It's it's very real, isn't it? It's very in-depth about your life. It's very honest. In some ways, bits of it might be quite shocking initially when people hear you talking about it, do you think? Yeah, I mean, if if you like like the archers and, uh, I mean, (laughs) um, I don't know, something ultra, super WI conservative, you might not quite like it, but you might. Maybe I could turn you to the other side. Yeah, give it a go. What what do you think is maybe a section of the show which people could find a bit shocking? (laughs) I used to work in hardcore porn. Okay. Um, yeah, that that's quite. And ha- behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was an editor. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like to lead with that line because everyone's just—you can see everyone thinking in their eyes, like, "Have I have I watched her? Have I have I masturbated to this woman?" Wow. But I mean, you've edited you've edited their their masturbating experiences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you feel like you've got in touch a bit more with uh, what people are looking for? What on a sexual <laughs> nature? Yeah. Is this a Come on, Sam, you're a married woman. I'm a married woman, I'm sorry. No, but what, what, what was that like? Like, how did you so get involved mental. in that? I don't know, because I got back from Asia, because, you know, I'd lived in Asia for six years, and I got back, and um, I just couldn't get a job, because I had no credits. 
So uh, I was editing a little bit as well when I was in Asia, um, and um, not porn, just music stuff. And uh, and uh, I just got this recruiter called me up, and he was just like, "Do you want an editing job?" And he told me how much, and I went, "Yes, I do." And he went, um, it "Just paid one really thing." Well. Yeah, and he was just like, "One thing." Uh, it, firstly, it's in Surbiton, and I was like, Ooh. "Oh," and then he was like, "It's a, it's another adult nature," and I went, "Okay," because I was like, "Oh, you know, I was, you know, I, I really like extreme sort of." Working in a porn studio sounds way more interesting than working in, like, Santander head office. (laughs) (laughs) Other banks are available. Oh, they're totally available. Um, Wow. So what's the weirdest thing you had to edit? Not necessarily the most explicit, but just the strangest. Okay. (laughs) All right. So, um, oh, God. I'm trying not to be too disgusting. Okay. All right, so so picture like a Barrett home in Hemel Hempstead, right? So like the kind of fluffy wall-to-wall carpets, really like no personality in the living room, right? Okay. And so I can't remember the name of the the porn title, but I think it was something like Kitty Cat or something like that. Wow. And it was was a sex scene, but um, the girl wasn't a girl. She was a girl, but she was dressed dressed up as a cat. Okay. But it wasn't like... A literal cat. It was like a fetishized cat, like sort of like PVC cat, like a PVC. But with little ears. Yeah, little ears, and she she had to crawl around on her like on her hands she... and knees and lick a bowl of a saucer of milk. I'm like, oh, just for and me. And a tail. Yeah, probably. I can't remember. Well, cat videos do go down very well on the internet, <laughs> don't they? So. But I just yeah, that was nice the weirdest. Word. Yeah, but it was just really weird because it's like, if if I'm supposed to get turned on by this. Am I thinking that I want to have sex with cats or girls yeah. that dress up like cats in cheap, fancy dress outfits? It's just very... Conf- it's just, You don't need that much confusion when you're in that moment. Wow. That's... Uh, does this feature in the show, this cat video? No, but... If that's I- an exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you, Sam. Radio. I'm taking that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Well, we're, we... Next up is the Baines Plus One game, Eleanor. All right, cool. So prepare yourself because we're, we're keeping you with us. Thanks, man. So many interesting things are coming out about your life. I have to keep you for the next hour. It's Hoxton Radio. Stay tuned. Baines Plus One. Oh, it's Baines Plus One with me, Samantha Baines. And me, Eleanor Conway. Yay. Um, We're having great chats, but now it's time for the Baines Plus One game. Oh, exciting. So this is where I will tell you a series of events and you tell me what your plus one would be. And we've got a new snazzy, jingly thing for it. Here we go. It's the Baines Plus One game. Oh, upbeat. (laughs) Do you like it, Eleanor? Uh, Yes. <laughs> she doesn't. Fine. Um, I think no. The issue I have is it's the same male voice. Is it your voice? No, it's lots of different men's voices. It's not. It doesn't sound My like it. My husband is one of them. Right. Producer's one of them. Yeah. Liam from Hoxton Radio is another one. Maybe you only associate with men that sound the same. Do you think? Maybe. Maybe I need Maybe to change like up my male like voices. <laughs> I'll get you to record one in a minute. Okay. Right. So this is the Baines Plus One game. Okay. Plus one game. <laughs> <laughs> so your first event is, who would you bring as your plus one to the fir- your first Live at the Apollo gig? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Who would I bring? My friend Ali. 
Okay, why? Um, because she is like, she works in politics and so she is like amazed at everything I do in com- comedy and she comes to all my shows oh. and she actually quotes back my shows to me. So she's like, every time I feel rubbish about my life, she'll be like, oh no, and she's like, she's like a real cheerleader. So I think it would be brilliant to see her there. Oh wow, we yeah. all need an alley. Yeah. Who would you bring as your plus one to travel back in time with? Who would I bring to travel back in time with? I would bring Brad Pitt with me because he was much fitter when he was younger. Okay. Also, in that movie about the Greeks, he's really... Which one's that about? I can't remember. Is it Helen of Troy? Troy. It's called Troy. (laughs) Helen of Troy? I think it's called Troy. His six-pack is on point. Yeah, yeah. So so you'd bring him back with you, but you'd want him to travel back in time to be younger. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't actually make sense. Okay, um, that's fine. Essentially, if the rules of time continuum, time-space continuum, meant that as we moved back through time, he would get younger, then obviously I would get younger, and I would be like a kid, and he'd be fucking... He'd be having sex with a kid. Wow. So that's not cool. It's sort of like a porn version of Benjamin Button. <laughs> I like it. Uh, who would you bring as your plus one? I nearly one? said the F word there, by the okay. way, and I just said Thank half you it. for I just that. went, fa. <laughs> I'd love a little bit like that. Fa la 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 um, Who would you bring as your plus one for a drugs raid? Oh, uh, well, someone with lots of pockets, whoever it was. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Who do you think would be good at having lots of pockets? Um, or maybe like um, something weird from Dungeons and Dragons where they have like an invisibility cloak that you could just, yes. yeah, and then you just like leave with the drugs and, and the money. And you take it all. Okay. I mean, obviously I'm clean and sober now, guys, so I wouldn't do that, but um, it, it, probably the previous me would. But you could sell it. Oh, yeah, totally. But that's illegal, so we wouldn't oh, do yeah, that. Oh, yeah, no, don't do that. Who would you bring as your plus one to the opening of your magical chocolate factory? Who? Someone that was really skinny that I hated. Um, I don't know. A fr- probably a skinny friend so they could get fat. Oh, and then you just feed them all the chocolate. Yeah. I mean, it's a really not a very altruistic, loving <laughs> thing to do to a friend. It'd be a great, like, promo stunt, though. For what? You could invite all My the show? press. And then, no, for your magical chocolate factory opening. Oh, right. You invite all the press and then just feed a skinny person loads of chocolate. <laughs> and then there'd be great photos. Yeah, it'd be fucking yeah. flipping great. Who would you bring as your plus one when you receive your Nobel Prize for musical bingo? Um... What, for creating peace? Um, yeah, probably, um, oh God. Uh, I, I mean, I'd probably have to bring the guy that invented it, Johnny. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he'd be really annoyed if I got the Nobel Prize <laughs> for something he created. Yeah. yeah. But you're spreading the word, so maybe yeah, it could totally. be like a team thing. Yeah, it could. Because um, we haven't chatted about musical bingo. This is a thing that you do, and it sounds real fun. Do you like, what's your favourite bingo number? Um, well, actually, it's it's something I host, and uh, it doesn't have any numbers. It's just music <gasps> that you play, and then you play. But in normal bingo. And my favourite number, 69, babes. <laughs> of course. How did I not? You're listening to Baines Plus One with Samantha Baines on Hoxton Radio. The news on Baines Plus One. Sit back and listen to Baines and her guests analysing some of the most important stories breaking this week. See, that was a different male voice, Eleanor Conway. Yeah, no, well done. Thank you. (laughs) Right, here are the headlines. Dying to show off their river this St. Patty's Day. Wheelie wants to keep swimming. Potty about penis, who isn't? I forgive, but I won't forget the price of your ticket, Steps. 
Flying squirrel is out of this world. Those are the headlines. Right, so going back to dying to show off their river this St. Paddy's Day. Yeah. Chicago has turned its entire river bright green for St. Patrick's Day. The dying of the river, which turns the water a healthy looking... Not very. Fluorescent green is an (laughs) annual tradition on the Chicago River. Every year ahead of St. Patrick's Day, the Chicago Journeyman Plumbers Union. Wow. That is a long name. Pours the dye into the water. What, the CGPU? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) CJPU. If you're going to interrupt Sam, at least make sure you've got the right letters, Eleanor. (laughs) They've been doing it since 1961. I think that's quite cool. What do you think? Would I you, have you no like opinion green... about this. Yeah, absolutely no opinion. <laughs> no. Do you like a green river? Um, How, what colour do you like your rivers to be, Eleanor? Do you know what? Hmm? I'm, I'm always. Uh, do you know what? I've got a bit of an irrational fear about rivers because, okay. like, I wonder what the bottom of the river is made of. Do you know what I mean? Made of. Well, just what it feels like. What is the bottom okay. of the river? Like, is it sort of like stones with algae on, or is it like dirt, or is it <laughs> dead bodies? <laughs> It's probably a combination of all three. Yeah, I know. Especially in Chicago. Mm. Um, I, I think it's quite nice to have a little green river. It's the sort of, you know, you get green lagoons, don't you? And I they're prefer, very attractive. I prefer like sea, like see-through rivers. See-through. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's you, and then you can see the bottom and then that's that stops it. the irrational that's fear. That's exactly Okay, it, I you. get it, I get it. <laughs> um, I think that's quite, it's quite a weird tradition. To make a river green. Oh, Americans but are mental, though, aren't they? They're like, hey, St. Paddy's Day, what? <laughs> it's nice that they celebrate, yeah, isn't well it? I'm half Irish. Who yeah. isn't? Wheelie wants to keep swimming. A teeny goldfish is in its customised wheelchair. It's just melting our hearts. It wasn't always like that, though. This particular goldfish suffers from swim bladder disease, Aww. which means it's unable to control its buoyancy in the water. This means it's unable to hold itself upright and it's permanent. It, well, it was permanently stuck at the bottom of its tank. But thanks to 20-year-old Derek, who works at the local aquarium shop in San Antonio, the little guy now has his own customised wheelchair so he can cope. Derek told BuzzFeed, I got some airline tubing that people usually use in their tank and just placed it around the goldfish. I added some valves to the bottom of it, which acted as a chair to prop him up. I added weights to the bottom of the chair and something to keep him afloat on top, styrofoam, and slowly removed pieces until I achieved just the right buoyancy to make it easy for him to swim around without feeling like he's dragging around a chair. I love the way that they've given you the technique just in case you want to do it for yourself. I know. Here's a step-by-step of creating a wheelchair for your goldfish. That is quite cute. I would have just assumed it was dead. Yeah. Are you getting any news from the UK? Like Chicago, San Antonio? Well, we look for the most exciting news of the week. And sometimes... That isn't in the UK. I get it. No, I totally understand. Also, Americans seem to do quite exciting things like make their fish wheelchairs. (laughs) Potty about penis. Yeah. A first-time potter left her class in stitches when she inadvertently shaped her clay into a giant penis. The side-splitting clip... Oh, that sounds painful. ...shows the woman sitting in her first pottery class attempting to mould a brown lump of clay. As she spins the wheel and clasps the clay with both hands, 
It resembles, to her embarrassment, a huge phallus. Oh, my goodness. The rest of her friends and strangers in the room burst out laughing. Offs, as everyone realised her rookie mistake. The clip was viewed more than 320,000 times in under 24 hours and amassed 5,000 likes and 300 shares. And it gets even funnier after the teacher at the workshop urges her to push the top of the clay down so she can turn it into a block and then a a pot. pot. Um, have you ever taken a clay workshop, Eleanor Conway? Um, no, uh, no. I, the last time I handled clay was um, was uh, was at, you know sort of primary school. Well, okay, not during your porn editing career. It's well, no. Funny sort of... enough, we didn't use a lot of clay. <laughs> we didn't use a lot of clay in the hardcore porn studio. That could be quite a sexy, you know, like the scene in Ghost where mm. they kind of get excited by clay and then they could create an amazing sort of phallic clay sculpture no 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 i mean that isn't something you'd edit no i mean the porn stars in my particular student weren't really big fans of sort of diy or any sort of crafty stuff (laughs) i can't understand why i forgive but i won't forget the price of your ticket steps anyone who grew up grew up in the 90s and noughties will be aware of pop band steps tragedy so imagine the delight we all felt strongly mm. delight when we found out they're reforming and going on tour. We can relive our childhoods and feel young again, but only if you've got loads of cash. One man who tried to buy Steps tickets as a nice little treat for his friend wasn't very happy when he saw how much they cost and he recorded a sassy video. <laughs> Adam Lance, 28, wanted to surprise his friend with two tickets in December at the Manchester Arena, but he was horrified when he was told remaining tickets cost £100 each. And he took to Facebook to rant via a video. He tagged the official Steps account and then told them to sort it out, seriously upset. And in five days, the video has been watched 208,513 times. Very specific. He said, I forgive, but I won't forget. £100 each... £200 for both of them. I could, this is the best bit, I could go on holiday to Benidorm for £250, <laughs> all-inclusive flights, accommodation, unlimited alcohol for a week. Link underneath this article. I think we all want to join him on that holiday. He said, I'm absolutely fuming. This is supposed to be 20 years celebrating steps and, and they're loyal fans. There's nothing loyal about that. <gasps> I feel a bit sorry. I mean, oh, are you going to keep reading? Well, he's he can see Lady Gaga for £85, apparently. Really? Which would you rather see, Steps or Lady Gaga? Lady Gaga, absolutely. Would you? Yeah. Oh, actually, no, I've, seen, nice. I've actually seen Lady Gaga before. Did you pay £85 or under? I actually um, was, uh, I was did working Did you go it. for free? Yeah, I did. I oh. met her afterwards as well. Did you? Yeah. Is she nice? Um, no. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so she... maybe spend £200 on Steps yeah, instead. Yeah, yeah. They would have been grateful that anyone came to see them, really. <laughs> they were on Ant and Dex Saturday Night Takeaway. Yeah. It's a little promo. And tragedy. Also, and also our favourite girl, uh, callback from earlier, Scarlett Moffat also. <gasps> yes, she's on Santa Dex that day, that I take away. I, I mean, I like to reminisce, but I think £100 for a concert, though, is pretty standard these days. I think so, too. I think like you... at the O2 or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. And to be honest, look, just think of them as a charity a little bit. Because oh. they like some of the members of Steps haven't worked for a long time. Yeah, they need all the help that they can get. Call this number. They should say, yeah. If you'd like to help a step, sponsor a step. A step. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, you climb up your stairs every day and pay £200 to go and see them in concert. Yeah. Flying Squirrel is out of this world. Conspiracy theorists have made an incredible discovery on Mars after photographs appeared to show a squirrel scurrying between boulders on the red planet. Mm. <gasps> An animal! Life on Mars! <laughs> this is from the Curiosity rover, which landed on Mars in 2012. Um, conspiracy theorists re- revealed pictures of this top-secret NASA experiment, which apparently the public haven't been informed about due to animal rights violations. It says, an UFO sightings daily website, which I check Quality. daily, is, uh, they've said, it's really amazing and strange. I guess that's why I love this one so much. It's a cute rodent on Mars. It's a squirrel <laughs> rodent. Yeah, I think okay. it is. Right. But like a cute one, like better than a rat. I mean, that's quite an earth-dwelling animal, a squirrel, isn't it? Maybe it's sort of... I think it's probably not a real squirrel. But there's yeah. no trees. I know. What do they... Where do they bury their nuts? Who knows? Oh, Eleanor. I thought you were <laughs> going to say something there about hardcore porn. Um, <laughs> where do they bury their nuts? Uh, Did you quite have deep. to edit? Yeah. Quite deep. Okay, good. Thank you. Thank you. are um, <laughs> listening to Baines Plus One with Samantha Baines on Hoxton Radio. Poem of the Week on Baines Plus One. It's time for Poem of the Week. Eleanor's feeling stressed about the poem. I'm really, really stressed. I don't want people to judge me on the sort of linguistic I mean, like, ability of my poem. If you've ever heard my Poem of the Week, I write them on the way in right. to On the Tube. So it's very much like a bit of fun. We're using poetry to enjoy our lives. Um, So what's your poem called? Um, um, Text from my Coke dealer. (laughs) Top title. Okay, here is Text from my Coke dealer. Oh, no, I can't do this. Hang on. (laughs) Okay. Let me just get the giggles out. Sorry. I'm doing my Radio 4 voice. Okay. Okay, sorry. Let's just do it again. Sorry. Here is Text from my Coke dealer by Eleanor Conway. The only man that regularly texts me is my coke dealer. He's the most consistent relationship in my life. The saddest thing isn't that he sends me misspelt texts. It's that I've been clean for three years and he's not noticed I've left. (laughs) Yay! That was great. (laughs) I love the spoken word rap voice that went with it. (laughs) Thank you, man. (laughs) It was a nice uh, contrast to the music we've got for this. It's like... Okay, so my poem uh, is. Oh, hang on, was there music underneath? Yeah. All right. It's it's very chirpy music. It went really well, don't worry. Um, my my poem it was inspired by getting dressed this morning, and it's called Fat Rolls. (laughs) Fat Rolls. I'm not talking bacon butties. I mean the bits around your middle that makes us uncomfortable in certain tops so we fiddle. Pulling our t-shirts this way and that so it's more flattering and we don't feel fat. But who really cares? Why do we do it? Most of us wish we were healthier and fit. Everyone hides bits they rather weren't there. Would it be the worst if people were to stare? Maybe they love our knees or our shoulders or our middle. It's not like you can buy a new one at Lidl. Maybe what we've got is cool and different and us, unless you have a blister that's infected and bursting with pus. <laughs> that sh- needs to be seen too, and don't let it define you. And it's probably what's giving you that infected green hue. Anyway, maybe I should love my face and all of my chins. Maybe I shouldn't be worried about my weird shins and my 
actually my fat rolls are insulating and handy when I'm hiding pens or tampons or candy. <laughs> that's my poem of the week. Oh, that's good. There you go. Do you, have you ever written a poem before, Eleanor Conway? No. Uh, was this your first poem? Yeah, I reckon that was my first Foray. poem. Hooray. Wow. Did, I'm I, very impressed. Thanks. Did, did the sadness of, of, of the fact that I, I don't have anyone to love come across? I hope it did. <laughs> it did. I think it spoke volumes mm. and it was only four lines. So that's, that's always what we're aiming for. I like yours too. Thank you. Um, we'll be back with more chats, finding out about your new Edinburgh show and your tour after this. Thanks, man. Poem of the Week. Plus one. Oh, what a pleasure it has been to have Eleanor Conway with me in the studio on Baines Plus One. We've had fun. I've had fun. I've had loads of fun. It's a nice time. Um, And now you're going away because you're going on tour. I'm going on T-O-U-R. I'm going on tour. Which is very exciting. Mate, I'm so excited. Where are you going? Are you going, you're going to Scotland? I'm going everywhere. I'm doing like, I think I'm doing about, I can't remember, but I'm doing over 20 dates. I think more uh, between now and June alone. And then I've started booking for like autumn and stuff like that. So I'm doing I'm doing London, which is really important to let people know about. Because that's where we are right yeah, now. Yeah, that's where we are, and I'd like to sell some tickets for it. Um, on the 25th of March and the 30th of March, so that's at the Albany in Great Portland Street. Um, and 30th so, of March is my birthday. Why don't you come? I'm going to be in New York. She's like, uh, I've got New York. That's <laughs> way more important. I'm going to be 30. I'm yeah. going to be drinking. Uh, um, but I'm going everywhere. I'm going like I'm going up to this weekend. I'm going up to Newcastle, Scotland. I'm doing like everywhere: Birmingham, Leeds, uh, uh, Bristol, Bath, Southampton, all over the wow. place. Wow! So but, wherever um, you are listening, yeah, you, that you'll have somewhere nearby. Yeah, in the UK, I should think so. Yeah. Is there a place that someone can head with all these dates on them? Funnily, funnily enough, you should mention that. Yeah, www. I don't know why I say that. Everyone knows it's www. No, but it feels websitey. Yeah, it does feel official. <laughs> Website official. Eleanorconway.com. Yeah, Eleanorconway.com. And you can find me on Twitter as well, uh, at Eleanor Conway. I mean. Great. And it's, so we obviously we've talked about some of the themes yeah. of the show and stuff, but if you wanted to give someone a bit of an overview of what they should expect if they're coming to see, because uh, it's called A Walk of Shame. Yeah, so it's me walking you through my shame. And uh, it's, uh, it's funny, it's honest, it's vulnerable, and it's a bit cheeky. Great. Yeah. And obviously we've said it went down brilliantly in yeah. Edinburgh, standing ovations, full crowds. And you're doing Edinburgh again this year. I am. Actually, I've not told anyone, so you, you guys <gasps> have got the first information about Another it. Another yeah. exclusive after the cat porn video. <laughs> you are treating us. I know. Um, I'm going to be at the stand this year. So 2235, I'm bringing a new show called Modern Addict up to the fringe and it's going to be really exciting. Oh, wow. So what? Half ten? Yeah, sort of, yeah, 35 past 10 at night. Oh, great. Yeah. Because then they can come to my show at half three. Oh, Pleasant wow. Pleasant Courtyard. Yeah, And course. then they could just put, have some drinks, some dinner, then pop yeah. over to your show at half Absolutely. 10 at the stand. Absolutely. And the stand is such a lovely venue as well for comedy. Well, some yeah. of the greats have been there. Yeah, absolutely. Like Catherine Ryan played there a few years back. Um, Bridget Christie always does Bridget the stand. Bridget Christie, Daniel Kitson. Like, so, you know, I feel really privileged that they've kind of taken me into their house. I'm doing my first weekend gig at the stand this weekend as well in Glasgow. So I feel like they've kind of taking me on, under their wing which is really like it's quite it's quite um it's quite you know lovely. lovely and what can we expect from the new show 
Any I don't tip know. I haven't read it yet, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to be great. It's, I've been, I think I've been porn to... editing has to be in it in some way. Um, I think. I think because you made the, me giggle about the, that. The new show is going to be. Um, you know, it's going to be. A, it's going to be like where I am now. So I'm sober, but I'm not quite sober. Like I'm not sober at all. You know, and the the way that I. You know, the way that I act out around other things in my life and the way that we all act out around other things in okay our lives. so you're like sober in terms of drink and drugs yeah but maybe you're addicted to other things absolutely and yeah. i think we all are. i think we all know what the addict was of the 90s it was daniela westbrook like falling outside of a club with like a septum hanging off that was the addict of the 90s but mm. you look at you think about the addict of the 2017s it's you it's me anyone that snapchats during a meal really oh <gasps> Oh no, I'm an addict. Oh, yeah, I'm an quite addict. addicted to shopping actually. That's yeah. my bad thing. We're very like this this idea of the sort of gesture of the swipe and the click. The swipe and the click's quite an addictive social media as well, yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. So I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to cut because I felt like there were subjects that I wanted to touch on in the last show, but I just didn't have time to talk about. Because so. six hour shows don't go down so well in Edinburgh, no. do they? <laughs> I always try and cram a lot into my yeah. show. I'm like, you only have an hour. Well, I got I got this. The only bad review I got was off uh, off the Scotsman, Kate Copsey. She was like, she's trying like just it just ran through the events, and I was like, yeah, I've got a lot to say. <laughs> I like that. It was like the the show featured too much. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, well, at least you're getting your money worth. <laughs> there okay. you go. Exactly. She didn't pay, but fine. Um, so, what can we expect next from you? Just um, touring, writing this new show. Yeah, touring, writing this new show. I've got an idea for a book. I've got an idea for a sitcom. <gasps> I'm just trying to find, like, prioritise. It's like this August thing really, really drives a calendar-based deadline to you, doesn't it? Yeah. But um, but your mermaid hair is on point. It so is so on point. I'd like to expect more of that from you. Yeah, well, I think next time I'm just going to go a bit longer. Oh, so it covers the boob. Yeah, so so even though my boobies are quite saggy when you take the bra off, um, <laughs> I can just pretend to be like, look, I'm a mermaid, everybody. <laughs> and then I can post like really narcissistic selfies of me just like, oh my God. And what I could do is I could probably just tape up my boobies so they look really pert and then hide it between a mountain yes. and go, look guys, I'm aging so gracefully. <laughs> I've got my tits up, which is hidden by hair. Perfect for Instagram. Yeah, really. absolutely. Yeah, nice filter on that. That'll go yeah. down great. I'm tr- I've been trying to get, I was saying to you before the break, I was trying to get, you know, I think I'm going to get all this stuff done by getting up earlier. So that's what that's my yeah, new Yeah, you got up at 6.30 the other day. Yeah, man. It's too much. Well, CEOs like Bill Gates and Mark Zuckerberg, they get up at like, they only sleep like four hours a night. And they and also they do, they only have one choice of clothes because I've got a tour dress. What? I have one dress for tour. But it depends if there's a consecutive day I might want that. It would up. ruin, if I had to get up at 6.30 every day and yeah. I only have one thing to wear, that would ruin my life. Really? I'd, I'd have nothing to live for. Really? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I like sleep and I like clothes. Yeah. So I'd be well, You've stressed. got someone to be in bed with. I don't, so look. But he gets up early too, you see. Why did you marry him? I know. Why did I? Because we've got a mortgage. Okay. That's why I married that him. That sounds like a great reason. <laughs> Eleanor Conway, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Cheers. Do check out her show. Follow her on Twitter at Eleanor Conway and you can find all her tour dates on eleanorconway.com. I will be back next Thursday, 12 to 2, with another brilliant guest from the world of comedy and telly and or telly. And you can check up with all the previous episodes on the podcast on iTunes. Just search Baines Plus One. See you then. Baines Plus One. 
Thanks for listening to Baines Plus One with me, Samantha Baines. The show is originally recorded on Hoxton Radio and the podcast is sponsored by Penguin in the Room, award-winning marketing for the arts. Go to www.penguininthearoom.com for more info. Don't forget you can follow me on social medias at Samantha Baines, B-A-I-N-E-S on Twitter and Instagram and facebook.com forward slash Samantha Baines on Facebook. Please subscribe and leave us a nice review.